Listen to the show and peep what these dudes bring If you didn't know it's an orange and blue thing Hope to win the championship in a few rings It's an orange and blue thing Walk off if the game's tied like shoestrings It's a Mets podcast, orange and blue thing Beat the other team with defense in a few swings LFGM, it's an orange and blue thing What's up, Mets fans? No, you know what it is? I'm drained. <laughs> I know. I'm drained. I'm freaking tired. Mentically. Mentically. Is mentically a word? Mentally. It is now. Name the show. Mentically tired. Mentally. Mentally. Physically. Emotionally. I am drained. I'm sure you guys are as well. Thank you for checking in with us on a Monday morning here after the Mets got swept again by the Dodgers. I was listening. I was sitting in traffic yesterday coming home from Jersey. And 880 came on. It was a bright moment of the traffic I was sitting in. So like, at least I got Howie and Wayne to right. get me through the rest of this drive. Yeah. And the next thing you know, it's six to nothing Dodgers before I even passed City Field coming back from New Jersey. Terrible. Um, yeah. You know what? Like they, they were rattling off these stats before the game. Uh, Scherzer, obviously, with the Dodgers now, came right. from the Nationals. Plenty of uh, success at City Field. Yeah, that no-hitter in 2015. I was there. Were you there? Yeah, I was there. It was cold night. Miserable. It was the night before the last double game header of the season. Too. Really? Terrible, yeah. Oh, it was the second game of the doubleheader, yeah. Yep. Back when they weren't doing those seven-inning doubleheaders. Correct. But, uh, I, I, I'm paraphrasing here or just trying to remember what the stat was last night. I think out of his now last nine starts, he's 8-0 and in his last nine starts. The, the Dodgers now have won 13 of 14 at City Field. So uh, it was a Great. tall uh, Dick Mountain to climb <laughs> last night, uh, and they didn't get it done. You know, it, it's crazy because you look at the the team on paper. You look at the, the, the box scores from Friday and Saturday. Like, wow, they got to the 10th inning two games in a row. They could have easily won both those games. Like, I don't care anymore. It's freaking August. They, well, I'm getting to the point there. Ugh. They did lose the games. I and know. that's what matters. This isn't horseshoes. Yeah. So to be in those games, I was shocked. I'm not going to lie to anyone. I fell asleep. I, I was awake when they tied the game on Friday night. I didn't see a second of either of the first two games. And then. I crashed and woke up and they had lost the game. I went to the Boomer and Geo boat party on Friday. Oh. I know you went to uh, Top Golf Friday yes. night. I was going to go and then I was like, I'll probably be in no shape to commit to that yeah. after being out on the water and, and hanging out with the guys right. uh, during the day. So, uh, yeah. So Friday and Saturday were a bummer. Last night was what it was. You know, you go into the game not expecting them to win anyway. You know what? It's not not that I'm happy they that they lost out. by that, but like I think it was Conforto after the game on Saturday said something like, you know, well, we're feeling good because we're like in these games. Like right. they're close. I'm right. like, okay, that's fine in like May. It's August right. and you just blew however many 90 days in first place. It doesn't matter if you're close anymore. You need to win the games. And I feel like say that be like, it's unacceptable. We need to win these games. Well, that's why we were getting on Pete last week. Yeah. About, like, just smile, just smile. You know, he said, we got this. Don't worry. Just smile. And, right. and it kind of everyone did that because shout out to Jerry Blevins. He has a new podcast yes. with John Boy Media. They mm -hmm. brought him on very smart on their part. Yeah, they're title of their show last week for their debut episode was just smile amazing and so was ours and yeah. i was like hey we got something not that like who cares right i was like ah oh, we got something in common yeah. guys go, you know good luck uh but maybe we'll have jerry on the show soon so oh, you can pr awesome. cross promote a little bit mm -hmm. but um yeah you know last week he was saying just smile and then the mets did win their three games against the nationals big what we do store like it's not the real nationals you play it's the like... nationals you should at this point be guaranteed a victory yeah so let me rattle off some stuff here. We we are going to have Bobby V on again. By the grace of God. Bobby V was a guest last week for <laughs> yes. like a, a hot minute yeah. or not even a hot second. <laughs> so uh, he should be coming back on today. We had some internet issues last week and, uh, you know, he's a very busy man. Yes. And, and 
Uh, we hope that everything goes smoothly today. So sit tight. We will have Bobby V on. You know who was very disappointed before I rattle off these notes? Uh -huh. Who was very disappointed that Bobby V wasn't on? Who? Sam. <laughs> yeah. We talked to Sam on Saturday. Yes. Uh, shout out to uh, Amanda Dart. Happy birthday. Yes. Uh, Amanda cool. and Dart. Uh, and I'll just Jossie had a yes. birthday. A lot of birthdays coming up lately. August, I think Bianca Drea, Drea's had a birthday. And Drea were both had yesterday. Birthday. Yeah. A lot of the seven line seven gals had birthdays. So shout out to all you guys. But I think Miles is next week. Miles, there you go. <laughs> so Sam, first thing I saw that day, uh, she said like she was so like hyped up to watch Bobby V. Mm -hmm. She had a call with work or something. She's like, I'll be right back. And she came back to us. It was like, sorry, that was it. <laughs> so she thought she missed like the three minute uh, interview, but there really was no interview. Oh. Well, I hope she's watching now. So uh, let me rattle some things off because, yeah, yeah it is all doom and gloom. Orange, orange and gloom thing here. <laughs> That's great. You like that? Yeah. Orange all right, I was thinking about that last night. Orange and gloom <laughs> thing as Pilar is pitching and Drury is pitching last night on national television. Such a like, On ESPN. It was really worth, guys, that ESPN game making people take red eyes to play a Monday night game. Well, that's game. what Noah was getting at. I know. It's you know ridiculous. Who, honestly, like, um, I'm... I'm getting into my advanced age and, uh, you know, Howie's older than me. You're yeah. young on the younger side. And there's people obviously much younger than you that watch right. baseball, but like Howie is turning into like more of a Keith role when he gets to some like disgusting yeah. ways on the air. He's like, <laughs> Oh, we should like, basically we shouldn't be here right now. Right. Last night right. At seven o'clock. He kept throwing jabs at ESPN and as he should, it's but ridiculous. He was, you know what? Howie brought up a good point. You know, the players and the, the owners, have to hash this out because it's all about money yeah and if uh the owners are getting or or the teams are getting thrown all this money to do these late games right the players have to put their foot down and not agree to things when it comes to the the cba so yep. who knows what's going to happen but uh noah was very outspoken about it on his instagram stories and uh you know he's not even playing but i guess he's really just standing up for yeah. his teammates you know as he should be but uh yes yeah, so that's the story but the guys got in at like 7 30 this morning yeah. our time i was waking up and their tweets were like oh we just landed yeah. i was like shit yeah, yeah, <laughs> that yeah. sucks so stroman's off tonight but stroman like they did send yes. uh dick mountain there at a little early rich hill who was pitching tonight and i'm being completely honest with you i doubt i'm making it to halfway through this game tonight i you know what it's crazy because it's 10 o'clock yeah i'm old this is this is busy dog walker dog sitting season for me yeah. so i do like all my night visits and usually i miss the whole game but now the game will be starting like right as i'm getting home and i'll probably still just be going to bed but it's kind of nice for me yeah no so one else. i don't know I, i'm gonna try but i i doubt it <laughs> so uh let me tell you something about these stats here because if you guys missed it julia sent me a text this morning i'm like yeah i already saw it uh fan graphs came out last month the mets had like a 70 something percent chance i think it was like 74.4 percent chance so this morning, on july 16th they are now 59 and 58 wow they're still above 500 third in the east two and a half games behind atlanta and they have a 17.5 percent chance of making the playoffs the way that they come up with that is they look at the schedule look at the opponents see yeah. who's playing who and, and so on and so forth but let me just tell you, yes, this looks horrible. I, I wrote a tweet yesterday, and I'm like, I, under, <laughs> I understand that Mets get on us because they think that we're being overly positive because, like, we're trying to sell T-shirts. Right. And I understand that, like, it might look like that on the outside, but like, uh -huh. we're we're smart about things. We don't we purpose when like products come out. Yeah, I'm like, oh, Mets lost here. Buy this shirt. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We get like when we have things planned. Like, we're, all right, it's you know we got to push it. You right, know, right. Daniel Murphy bobblehead, cool. Like, go buy it if you yeah. want to buy it. But we're not overly positive because of a business. I'm I'm kind of just been that like my whole way, yeah. my whole life. It's mm -hmm. like, look at the world, look at the landscape, look at what's going on with fucking uh, yeah. the Taliban. Yeah. There's so many things going on in the world right now. 
to be positive about something in your life to maybe help you get through the day. I agree. Is what sports is. I agree. It's entertainment. It's supposed to be an outlet. And so there, I want to be positive yeah. about something. Right. You get to a point where it's like, you know, I'm not even enjoying myself watching this anymore. And I already have enough things to be angry about. So I'm going to turn That's it why off. We whatever. have like Gary, Keith and Ron and how right. to keep us company. Exactly. You, know? you got to just so, persevere. Yeah. There's a lot going on in the world, but I don't even know where I was getting at with that. But there's a lot going on in the world. And look at like, you know, New York city is kind of going backwards. Now the vaccination cards are coming out. Like, you have to show a vaccine card now starting today, I think, to go to like a restaurant or yeah. the gym. Like, th the world is not a normal place. No. And like, I feel like a lot of us have our blinders on yep. saying like, well, you know, it's okay at my house. Right. Like I I'm doing good. So who cares about everybody else? Right. But it's, sports is an outlet. Sports is entertainment. And uh, it's like the one positive, place where things are kind of normal yeah. right now. So you want them to win. So let's yeah. be positive. But yeah. anyway, so this is the story. <laughs> We all we've been talking about this 13 game stretch now for a month. Yeah. And we knew this was going to be tough. Yep. They already lost the first three. They're going in now to playing four straight against the the San Francisco Giants, who are a great team. Like no one really expected that. The Giants were going to yeah. be who they are. Then they got the three this weekend against the Dodgers. Mm -hmm. They're off on Monday. Yeah. Then the dot then the Giants come to City Field for three more. Mm -hmm. So the Mets are kind of fucked. Yep. For the next week, right? <laughs> Unless sucks. they really step it up. You know, thank thankfully Conforto swinging the, a better bat. But um, let me tell you something. After that, uh -huh. they play 15 straight games against the Nationals and the Marlins. All right. Well, how'd it go against the Marlins last time? Not good. But what I'm saying is if you look at the opponents and you look at like who they are playing, if you want to do like, hey, bright side, we're going to get past yeah. this with the Dodge. They can win a couple of these games, whatever. I honestly like I'm not even like I know Dodgers Giants. It sounds scary. I'm not even like looking at the opponents anymore. Just the team is cooked. Their pitching is shot. Their bats have not been what they should have been all year long. Let's so, be pleasantly surprised, though, and give a shout out to Tywan Walker, who took absolutely. a no-hitter until, I think, the seventh inning of yes. the night. And then because, it ended in the most Mets way possible, but still he had a great outing. He looked fried up until yeah. then. And, and you know, dating back to even the All-Star game he did pitch in, he gave up a home run in that yeah. game. I mean, he only did an inning. It was whatever. It's it's an exhibition. But right. from the All-Star game until this past uh, Saturday night. Mm -hmm. Was it Saturday? Yeah, Saturday night. Yes. Uh, he didn't look like the guy he was right. pre-All-Star game. So uh, we'll see what happens. But the season ends our last three games of the season are october 1st second and third in atlanta against the braves <laughs> oh. so the se the series before that the braves and phillies play each other and we play my, my the marlins so wow. the last like six games of the season for the mets the phillies and the braves are going to be very the very thing. tight the mets have to stay in it until then and this is the stretch where i'm kind of concerned about it but I don't know. We'll see. It's going to be a big series either way because, you know, the Braves are going to be in it. So yeah. they could play spoiler if anything. But well, it's it's crazy because it is definitely going to come down to la it's going to come down to the last day yeah. of the season. I, I feel which is fun. Even if the Mets aren't it, in it. They're, no, they're all going to be in it. I all think right. that the way that the, th the things are shaking out, I don't think anyone's going to run away with this. And I think seriously, and I'm not just saying this because I'm trying to be positive here or trying to like lie to myself. All right. I think it's really going to come down to the last week of the season. OK, but from, from your lips to God's ears. Yeah, well. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, we do have Bobby coming in in just a second. But before we get there, I do have to tell you guys about this awesome bat mug I got on my desk because mine came in the yes. mail the other day. I don't think the the fans got theirs in the mail yet that did the pre-sale. But, you know, I know a couple people, so I'm happy to have mine. <laughs> so uh, the metal bat mugs that came out from dugout mugs are freaking awesome. I use mine all weekend and actually brought mine to the race yesterday. Unfortunately, I didn't win, so I didn't celebrate with the beer afterwards. But oh, you're a winner of hearts. Thanks. I had a fun day anyway, but the metal bat mugs are freaking awesome. And if you guys missed out on the pre-sale that they had up about a month ago, they ex extended it special just for our viewers. 
and listeners. So go to dugoutmugs.com slash metal and use the code 40 Mets, no spaces, 40 Mets for 40% off your dugout mug. They are normally $49.99. You get 40% off just by being a loyal listener of Orange and Blue Things. So dugout mugs are the only bat mugs out there with the MLB license, the MLBPA license. They got the Cooperstown rights. They're awesome. We love them. Check them out. They're down in Florida, owned by some great guys and gals uh, that work in the warehouse and everything. So we love them. Check them out. Dugoutmugs.com slash metal. Metal promo code 40 Mets. That is only active for the rest of this week. So uh, definitely jump on that and uh, enjoy. I love them and they are great. So without further ado, oh, let's give this another. Oh, no, I can't hear him. Oh, no. Yeah, you can hear me. There we okay, go. I can hear you now. Let's give this another show. We got a mulligan here with Mr. <laughs> Bobby V. So our next guest wore the orange and blue as a player for two seasons in 77 and 78, a coach from 83 through 85 and manager for just over a thousand games in 96 to 2002, going an impressive 536 and 437, a beloved figure in Mets history and, a, and currently running to be the mayor of Stanford, Connecticut. It's Mr. Bobby Valentine. What's up, Bobby? Wow, you got all that in. Thank you. Good to be with you. I'm glad we have Wi-Fi today so we could talk a little Met baseball. Huh? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, it was it was funny. We uh, we were chit-chatting before the show today, and uh, we were saying, like, oh, man, I hope Bobby knew that we were going to be on for a couple minutes because we saw you were outside, and we're, we're happy to have you today. So appreciate you giving us the time. We're there, and uh, before I go to campaign headquarters, we're going to get this all done. Yeah, perfect. So I, I started to ask you this last week, and we got like a few like seconds out of you, but you were back at City Field for the Hall of Fame ceremony. So tell us about that. What was it like being back, seeing everybody? How'd it go? Oh, it's spectacular. You know, uh, Steve and Alex Cohen uh, invited me down for that, and I was with them uh, another night here in the past week. And uh, I, I think everything that's happening at City Field this year and I believe beyond uh, is right where we want to be. And uh, I'm so proud of everything that that is progressing. And with Edgardo getting into the uh, Med Hall of Fame, along with a good friend, Ronnie Darling, and of course, a, a teammate, John Matlack, uh, it was it was a it was a special day. Well, we hope there's a spot for you out there in uh, the Mets Hall of Fame as well. I think you, I think you deserve it. I think a lot of fans would say the same. Um, you know, so uh, I, I caught up with you at, at uh, QBC a, a few years ago. I remember you came down to uh, catch in Astoria. And I feel like, I don't know if this is uh, something that Mets fans always want to bring up first, but does the mustache game, is the mustache, mustache game something that fans always want to talk about? Absolutely. You know, and it's crazy that that, you know, minute or two minute in time really has allowed me to uh, transcend, if you will, generations, you know, Young people who have no idea what was happening in 1999 or 2000 uh, or before uh, understand that I did that and kind of get a kick out of it, you know. And and if they just knew that my coaches had just been fired, if they just knew how crazy a situation it was that, you know, three or four days before I predicted we would go 40 and 15 in the next 55 games or else I'd quit. Woo! Think about how crazy things were then. 
Yeah, I'm I'm for I'm gonna be 41 in a couple months. Julia's on the younger side, so we have a generational gap here on the show, which we find funny. Where I say that I'm I'm at the advanced age, and Julia, uh, you know, is still trying to yeah. uh, you know live life in her 20s. For reference, I was about five years old when that happened. Yeah, Julia was five. When oh, that you remember it well, Julia. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Fond memory for sure. So uh, let me. I make fans got a kick out of it, and I know you were fined and actually suspended uh, for that. Did the front office have a, have a problem with that at all? Oh, they had. They were having some problems with uh, the entire situation at the time. You know, um, we we were trying to figure out how to take the next step. And you know, when you're trying to take that next step, there's always confusion. So when this happened, uh, they laughed first, and then uh, you know, when it became a uh, always disrespecting the game, which was anything but what I was doing, uh, then they. They started frowning, but it all all worked out at the end. That's for sure. <laughs> for sure. And so you guys ended up uh, winning that game in 14 innings, but we don't see many 14-inning games anymore. How do you feel about this runner on second, seven-inning doubleheader thing? How do you feel about all the new rules that are coming out? Oh, I like a lot of the new rules. I don't mind the seven-inning thing at all. Um, I, I, I don't like the runner on second. Um, I, I think it just distorts you know what baseball is all about is start the inning and keep the lead off guy off base. You know, that's, that's all part of the, of the psyche of the game. So, um, and I'm, I'm not big on that, but most everything else, uh, I like except for the play at second base. I think, um, you know, we, we've taken away the great athleticism that baseball players have, uh, and, and we don't allow it to be viewed anymore. You know, the, the idea of, a double play in the infield takes all of the specialness of baseball and puts it into one one capsule, if you will. It deals with timing, and you have to do things quickly to get two outs instead of one. It deals with balance and, and coordination, you know, that teamwork idea of getting the ball to the guy so he can get out of the way of the runner who's coming in. And then that guy who's making the pivot always was the ballerina of our sport, the guy who showed the greatest athleticism uh, on the diamond. And, you know, we've taken that away. And, and as much as sabermetricians might say it has not affected the ability to score more runs, I call BS that the double play is a pitcher's best friend. And when you allow, allow the double play to be so casually made, automatic double plays, ground ball, man on first, it shortens the inning and it keeps the offense from having as much offense as they should have. We got Bobby V on Orange and Blue thing with Darren and Julia. And we're also, Bobby, if you don't know, we're also live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. So we do have fans. I don't know if you can see the comments on the side of the screen here. So if fans want to chime in, you got any questions for Bobby, we can pull them in here. So, um, you know, it's, it's crazy how quickly 20 years has passed and 9-11 is coming up very soon. I, I don't know if you saw the documentary. Um, not, it's not really a documentary. It's called Last Play at Shea. There's a whole uh, segment in there with uh, the Billy Joel documentary about 9-11 and, and the, the scene at City Field and the way the team really Shea stepped City. up. I'm, I'm sorry, the, the, the way that the team really stepped up at Shea to uh, do what they could, um, you know, to try to help out. And, uh, you know, the days leading up to 9-21 when baseball came back, Shea Stadium was uh, an important part of 
trying to uh, do what they could to help. So for the fans that are a little too young to remember or uh, maybe just don't know, can you tell us what that was maybe like for you and, and the team? Well, what uh, it was like is that the uh, parking lot was transformed into a, a an outdoor Home Depot, if you will, with members of the community and the community as far away as North Carolina, bringing things to the parking lot, T-shirts and and uh, gauze pads and, and eye uh, drops and you name it, anything that people of the community thought would help the wonderful people at Ground Zero who were tr digging and, and, and making caves into this enormous um, mound of rubble uh, to try to find uh, any survivors who might have been uh, in that uh, you, you tremendous pile of of scrap metal and and concrete and and debris and um, you know it went for naught. We we found no one and you know it it it's kind of symbolic of you know giving your best effort and and the results of the game are really not the full story of the game that that week of people giving their all to try in vain to find survivors from that horrific um, event um, was it was a glorious it was a glorious attempt at, at being helpful to your mankind and and we did it we had these boxes and and um, sorting out the jeans from the socks from the uh, sneakers uh, you name it we had it we had uh, thousands of bottles of water uh, tens of thousands of bottles of water we had um, uh, thousands of pairs of jeans that we were sorting into signs see because when people would spend three or four hours in this rubble they would come out filthy black their clothing would be covered with soot their their eyes and their face would all be covered and uh, they get hosed down in change with the stuff we would send down and then they'd go back to work again and um it, it went on 24 7 it went on for for about uh, nine days and until we went from a um rescue effort to a recovery effort and um uh, everybody who was involved in that uh really needs to be acknowledged again even though um the effort went for naught it was a spectacular effort yeah so yeah, i'm sure it was extremely emotional for for you to be a part of that and uh to try to get the guys motivated to then play a baseball game 10 days 10 days later we saw you know the stage was set for an unforgettable night the first responders there and you know the national anthem was uh who was the national anthem, anthem sang by again was it liza minnelli uh, no, she did the, the seventh inning uh, oh okay Got new york new york well, yeah. i'm sorry yeah so it was yeah. it was a, a very emotional night and you know capped off with the piazza home run but before the game started, we saw the ceremony and the and the Mets and the Braves lining up and everyone shaking hands and and uh, you know then kind of trying to turn the page to say that now we have a baseball game to play. How hard as a manager is it to keep the guys motivated to play a game when we know that there was so much else going on outside of the game? Well, you know the 
the adage that plays in in life and in on a team is that no one cares to know what you know until they know that you care you know what i mean and um uh, our players showed our community that we cared and i think um my coaches and i tried to show our players uh that we cared you know we cared about them personally we cared about their families we cared about the fear that they were dealing with on an everyday basis and the anxiety that they had to come back and play a game of baseball before 40,000 people a few miles away from an airport where what we were always known for was the planes taking off and landing over Shea Stadium. As a matter of fact, I remember we had pickoff plays that were automatic pickoff plays of the pitchers and the infielders when they the noise of the plane taking off would be so deafening that the runner could not hear the third base coach. We would have an automatic pickoff play at second base, you know. But now the thought to go back and play in a stadium and having these planes uh, was a horrifying thought. So you have to understand it was um, it was not an easy situation to deal with personally or collectively, but. Um, the New York Mets uh, stood tall and, and did everything on the field and off the field that they they could do to make things right. Well, it's, it's crazy to, to think that it took 19 years for the league to allow the Mets to wear the first responder caps again on the field. I know it was kind of spearheaded by uh, Pete Alonso. Two years ago, he wore the custom cleats, and I don't think he got permission. He just kind of did it. And last year, MLB finally folded and said, you know, go ahead and wear the first responder caps. But I know uh, Howie Rose was was big on that. He was kind of putting the pressure on uh, Joe Torre when he had him in the booth a couple of years ago, back before uh, the pandemic had hit. But uh, yeah, it's 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 uh, it's definitely an emotional time. You know, I was 20 years old on 9/11, so it's very uh, you know strong in my memory of what that was like and something that I'll never forget. And I feel like it's always important this time of year and and all, every day to really remember those we lost and and what this town and city was like. And you, every street you looked on, there was American flags in front of people's houses. Everyone was very, um, you know, supportive. And and uh, it was it was a crazy time. But, um, you know, uh, I hope we're going to see, are we going to see you there on 9-11, the 20-year? Well, as a matter of fact, I'll be throwing out the first pitch to Joe Torrey that oh, night. Wow, and, uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. I hope I reach and I hope he catches. You know, was that an exclusive? Uh, just that, was that known? I don't know. Is that <laughs> uh, that might be breaking news? Yeah. You may. Have... <laughs> I might not have. Oh, oh, they're going to now take me off of the uh, roster. I'm sure. <laughs> We just got yeah, our first breaking news. Uh, that's 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 gonna no, be great. That's awesome. Everybody's we're, gonna be thrilled to hear that. We're gonna be there, so I'm I'm gonna be excited to see that. And that's uh, I'm sure we'll be. I'm I'm hoping we'll be seeing you know Piazza and some other guys out there. If you know, you don't have to tell us. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that should be. Um, you know, it's weird. It, it's tough to say it should be a fun night yeah. because you know you want to always be sensitive to those that remember that day that they lost a lot. I, mm -hmm. Thankfully, I don't know. I didn't know anyone uh, directly that had passed away on 9-11, but it's um, hopefully a, a celebration of their life and also um, a remembrance as well. For it's sure. tough to say that you're going to be happy on a day that's so somber, you yeah. know? A respectful uh, celebration, indeed. Absolutely. So we've been trying to avoid talking about um, – <laughs> A topic here on the show for the past couple of weeks because it's it's sad to say that the Mets have went 
so south so quick because they were in first place in the NL East for like 90 something days. I think it was 90 days, but you know, they were kind of the best of the worst. You know, you look and you put this Mets team uh, up against, uh, you know, the NL uh, West there in like last place. So, mm-hmm. you know, you look at what happened and, and they kind of let it slip through their fingers as a manager. What could you possibly say to these guys to kind of get them out of this rut they're in and, and kind of play to their potential? Cause there's so many guys on the team and Conforto's coming around, but there's so many guys on the team that you look at the back of their baseball cards, you look at their stats, you got Jeff McNeil, who was an all-star, uh, you know, Pete Alonzo has been doing what he can, but what do you, what, what do you do as, as a manager in this situation? Well, you know, you let the guys know that the nine that are playing are the nine that he believes and we believe uh, are the best nine, but you know, with, without Lindor, without by, you know, uh, Baez now without uh, DeGrom, um, you know, you, you keep wondering as a teammate, uh, what is the real team? What is our best uh, footboard? And, um, you know, you, you try to keep the guys from thinking about what could be and just let them do what they're, what they're supposed to do. This has been a really good effort, though. This, this team has pulled together very nicely. You know, that two and nine that they did, every team in baseball goes two and eight during the season in some 10-day stretch. And you like to get it out of the way at the right time. I told Steve Cohen the other night that I thought they got that two and eight out of the, out of the way at the right time. And then they got hot, and then the Dodgers came, and now they're not. But they need to turn that around quickly and not, not do a repeat of, of a two and eight in the next 10-day uh, stretch, even though it's stretch you know these next seven games that they have i just think that a little spark here and there i think uh with one of the guys coming back even with a conforto as he was hot there the last week one guy getting hot to make the team feel like the team is what they need it's enough of you know next man up type of thing they have to start feeling their identity and uh, if they feel their identity and feel the group that they uh, should be. I think they're going to be just fine because, you know, the Atlanta and Philly right now, they got hot. So eventually they will not be hot. And when they're not hot, if we are, that gap will, um, will increase. I think we're going to win the East. I think it's going to be a tough road uh, through the playoffs, but if, um, you know, DeGrom, DeGrom gets back and um, that bullpen, stays healthy i think they'll have as good a shot as anyone well it's awesome to hear you talking baseball and like a manager but uh we do also know that you're kind of embarking on a a new journey now so you were born in stanford connecticut did you ever know that you would end up running for mayor one day was that ever a thought in your mind prior to this kind of second chapter of your career well you know i left stanford in 1968 to become a pro baseball player with the la dodgers after being their number one draft choice, and I was lucky enough to play for Tommy Lasorda my first year, and we were friends for the next 50 years. Uh, and he often came to Stanford, Connecticut, and he often introduced me. Hey, look, I'm with Bobby, the mayor of Stanford. So um, it, it's been that kind of talk for years, but um, it's only been about the last year that I took it seriously, and I see, you know, a uh, us coming out of the pandemic in a way, I hope similar to the way we came out of uh, the 9-11 situation. I hope we could come out of this pandemic with a, a unifying effort and, and have a city of Stanford, Connecticut, which is a cool city, 
and that's growing uh, as fast as any city in America. I hope that we could be the leader for other cities to show how to do things the right way and how to do things uh, collectively and together. You know, there was no political divide after 9-11 and there should be no political divide in city governance. You know, we're filling the potholes and, and getting the kids educated and, and getting people living properly in the community that they, that they work in uh, shouldn't be a national issue and it should have nothing to do with national politics. So I'm running unaffiliated, which means I have to do everything from scratch. I have no party affiliation that's kind of greasing the skid, if you will, and sending the money down or showing me the roadmap. But um, as I've done all my life, I'm giving it 24 seven and I, 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 I'm really into this campaign. It's, it's kind of, um, uh, a rebirth for me. Uh, and I'm, I'm very excited. That's awesome. You sound giddy. It's amazing. So is there any way that the fans who aren't from your area can help your campaign at all? Ooh, absolutely. BobbyValentine.com. <laughs> Just go there. There's all buttons to push. They can volunteer. They can donate. They can give me ideas. It's all out there. And as I say, it's all grassroots. Uh, we're building it ourselves. So all, everyone, it doesn't matter uh, your affiliation. It doesn't matter your nationality. Uh, you're welcome to be with Bobby V. That's for sure. Awesome. That's great. So, uh, Bobby, what we do on the show, we're, we're, we're going to have to bother you one more time after this because what we do, <laughs> we ask our last guest to ask the next guest a question. So our last guest was uh, was uh, uh, Daniel Murphy and his wife, Tori. So we reached out to Daniel and uh, Tori and asked if they had a question for you. And they came back and said, if all goes right in your life, you know, you, you win the race. Where do you see yourself in three years from now? Like if you can predict the future, break out your crystal ball, where do you see three years from now? Well, three years from now, I'd probably be asking for people to be part of the next campaign so that I could do it again for another four years. Um, uh, hopefully three years from now, I'm knee deep into governance and I'm, uh, leading a city the way it's supposed to be led and people are excited about it and I'll be up for re-election uh, after that four-year term but you usually start to work on it after three so I I have to ask you this because as a as I had two of these yesterday I'm going to be completely honest I ate two yesterday I probably have like seven a week and you're already laughing about it so you know what I'm going to say it has been said that you invented the wrap sandwich. Can you explain this, please? Oh, it's a tough explain, but actually it's easy. You know, in the early 80s, and matter of fact, 1981, I uh, was a year deep into a restaurant business that, uh, you know, I'm still in after 40 years. And uh, I was cooking this particular day. And um, we didn't have a club sandwich on the menu, but the banker that I I borrowed money from to uh, build this restaurant was out and he wanted a club sandwich. We didn't have a toaster that was working and we had just gotten the 10 inch tortilla shells in from Arizona where we had a shipment from Arizona because really Mexican food wasn't happening here in the Northeast at the time. And um, I looked down at the uh, tortilla shell and I told the waitress, tell them the, the uh, club sandwich will be out in a second. And I just put all the ingredients of a club sandwich 
into this tortilla shell. I rolled it up. I put three slices of American cheese on the top of it. So it covered the little crack in the tortilla and held it together. I put it underneath a salamander. I melted the cheese. It held together nicely. Nicely, I cut it into three pieces. I put it on a plate and told the, the waitress to serve it as a club Mexican style. Before you know it, it was on the menu as a club mex. And uh, as people researched it, including the Wall Street Journal, who tried to debunk the idea that it was the first American sandwich that was wrapped in a fish shell, after researching it for six months, they came up with the definitive answer that the first menu was actually at Bobby V's uh, 1901 that had a wrap on it. And they give me credit for inventing or creating the wrap. And that's well, I thank you because I, I honestly, I have like Amazing. one. Me too. I have like one a day. Wraps are my favorite kind of sandwich. So, <laughs> that's so funny. I appreciate your efforts because that's amazing. Um, this is a weird question. I'm going to ask it to you anyway because my daughter, my daughter is only six years old, and whenever I have someone come on the show, I ask her, "Hey, do you have a question?" No offense, she doesn't know who Bobby V is yet, but she will <laughs> one day. And when she watches this, when she's older, maybe she'll know. The first, the first thing that came out of her mouth was also food related. Do you like peanut butter cups? <laughs> <laughs> I like peanut butter. I like peanut butter cups too. I'm not a big peanut butter cup kind of guy, but. I'm all into peanut butter and jelly. That's for sure. <laughs> that's awesome. This is the hard-hitting journalism yeah, everyone expected yeah, of us. Yeah, definitely probably not something you would get from like maybe SNY or whoever else. <laughs> uh, but Bobby, we appreciate your time now two weeks in a row. I can't wait to see you out there on 9-11. Throwing the first pitch to Joe Torrey, yes, which is breaking. Yes, you heard it here first, I think. Breaking news. <laughs> And uh, thank you for your time. We uh, Good luck with the rest of the race. Definitely everyone go to Bobby v, BobbyValentine.com. Uh, help out Bobby. Share the word. And hopefully you win this race. And, uh, yeah, let me see you reelect in uh, four more years. Let's win this race together. Huh? Wouldn't it be cool? World Series and, and election night all kind of coming together at the same time. Wow. What a thought. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank Let's you, Bobby. Appreciate your time. Bye, Thanks, Bobby. guys. That's great. Oh, I'm, I'm, glad the it, I'm glad it worked out this time. You know, I was having a little trouble with the comments here. I was going to um, ask if we were going to do fan questions. We did. Yeah, we did get some stuff in here. And then for some reason, I scrolled back and it was lost. Mm -hmm. So I, my apologies to the fact checkers. I didn't annoy you. I didn't ignore you guys on purpose. Julia probably saw me scrolling through yeah. here. I was trying to pull something up and then uh, it didn't work out. So that was great. Good luck to Bob. We hope it works out. I'm glad. It's pretty cool. We got like our first exclusive. I know. Look at us. If you saw. And then we followed it up with, do you like peanut butter here? cups? See me pushing this. I know. Nothing's happening. Darren's having technical difficulties. So this other laptop I have on my right. It's where the soundboard is. It's very important. Yeah, well, when the breaking news, I wanted to have a sound. <laughs> Like, I saw you like furiously clicking it. Da -na -na. Like I have a breaking new sound and then it didn't work. So not only did Bobby not get a fart button sound <laughs> on this very professional interview, he didn't get a breaking new sound ah, either. Damn. We'll never get tea like that again. Yeah. Well, we might. Well, maybe. Come we'll on. see. Who, who's going to be next? Give us some credit here. Uh, yeah, that was awesome. So uh, thanks to Bobby for uh, coming on. Um, what I do want to talk about is also Coors Light. Of course. Because how could you of not course. want to talk about Coors Light? Uh, you know, I unfortunately, like I said before we went with on with Bobby, I didn't partake in any Coors Lights yesterday because I didn't I didn't earn it. I, I, you I know, what, what do we call them? Winning beers? We called it a we called it something one day. It was it was Coors Light for for competition. Competition light. light. <laughs> 
so actually, you know what? I said last week, you're like, are you going to win? I think you said, are you going to yeah. win? And I said, oh, I should. It's a local race, but I didn't win. Damn. So this guy just turned 40. This, this, this other asshole, this other just this, turned 40 this year other old. Guy that just turned 40. He was <laughs> we're very similar in times. I think um, the second race I lost by 1.6. It was a 10 minute race. I lost by 1.6 seconds or something like that. Wow. Oh, the the nine minutes. months like, made all the difference. Yeah. But you know, what's funny. Like uh, the first race we go off, I get second. I look at the motor board. It said he was 39. And I'm like, do I really want to be the guy that like rats out this guy that's 39? <laughs> the guy who's 40 being like, like um, excuse me. I'm like, yeah, you're not 40 <laughs> yet. You should not be. In- well, when I was 30, listen. You did. You when- had to wait your turn. Last year when I was 39, I raced the 25 mm-hmm. and the 30 class because I didn't want to be the guy yep. that races. Yep. When you're not supposed to be no. in the race, wait, right? You, you, you ain't no so snitch. I, if I, but if I got first, I wouldn't care. Right. So I got second <laughs> and I'm like, wait, this guy's 39. So the second race, I talked to some friends. I'm like, should I say something? And I was like, no, nah, you know what? We were so close in the first race. Yeah. Let me just beat him straight just up. Just beat him, yeah. Whatever. So we go into staging for the second race. And he's like, hey, what's up, man? And I just say to him, I'm like, are you 39? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know motocross could be so petty. It wasn't. I, but I said, I like, love this. I was like laughing kind of. But he was probably like, yeah, why? You're asking because you got second. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I, I am. <laughs> but he goes, you want to see my license? He was so like he got so defensive. Oh my god! I'm like no, I was like, you know what? We were so close anyway. Like I don't, I would just want to like have a good race because yeah. like it was me and him, and like third was like twenty something seconds right, behind right. us. So like we kind of like sat there and like texted someone and still yeah, you yeah. Know, did still did well. So that's so funny. He's like you're no. that guy. He's like what, the beginning of the year in I guess the season starts in March. He mm-hmm. wasn't third, wasn't forty yet. Okay, so it keeps your birthday like when you From sign up, it shows the, the birthdays like in the column on the right. right. So he's like, it just never updated. And for some reason they, it didn't change. And I'm like, Oh, whatever. He's like, my birth. He's like, even told me, he's like, my birthday's May 16th, 81. I was like, all right, man, whatever. Like, let's just go race. <laughs> Listen, I had but, a fake idea. I can, I can fake a fake birthday too, but I wanted to just see what he would say. But yeah. anyway, so I didn't earn my course. I'd always bring one as you guys might know, if you watch okay. the show. So I always bring one. I didn't get to uh, partake in it. I was going to put it. It in has my, an asterisk next to it. I was going to put it in my dugout mugs, <laughs> uh, my metal dugout mug when oh, I was dug- done with the race. But anyway, Coors Light. <laughs> I love it. I had one. I brought it one. I bring one per race. It's like, I don't want to have more than a beer. If right. I'm driving, uh, you know, back to New York after a race. So I had my beer ready to go and I unfortunately couldn't drink it, but you guys can, especially <laughs> if you get it delivered, <laughs> delivered to you, uh, wherever you may be, go to CoorsLight.com slash OABT. That'll bring you to a page where you put in your address. And I mean, you put in your birthday first, you put in your address, then it gives you the options for delivery. I'm partial to Instacart, which I have here on the screen if you're watching live. And if you all also are watching live and you see on the top of the screen, it says free delivery today on your first order. So Ooh. if you haven't used Instacart yet and you want to get your Coors Lights delivered for free to your house or your job or wherever, wherever you drink, uh, go to CoorsLight.com slash OABT, OABT, pick up your beers. You look here, it's got Coors Lights uh, 12 pack here for $12.09, dollar a beer, and uh, they will deliver to you for free from for me, it says ShopRite because we got one here down the block from the mm-hmm. warehouse. So Coors Light, we love them. They got uh, 
a whole bunch of options available. The the seltzers, which I'm, I like as well, the regular Coors Lights and the banquets. They got a whole bunch of different beers. But Coors Light, we love them. Go purchase yours, CoorsLight.com slash OABT. We got a big week ahead of us here, so you might want to stock up. I don't know how late yeah. you guys drink. If you're drinking beers late at night, uh, watching these West Coast games, more power to you. Go with God. Yeah, do it. Do what you <laughs> got to do. Uh, maybe mix in a coffee, like a coffee and then a Coors Light. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a great combination. Yeah, coffee and Coors that Light. That actually, that makes my brother sleepwalk. Alcohol really? and caffeine. So don't do that. Yeah, it's but, terrifying. Uh, always a shout out to them. Res- uh, drink responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. So sleepwalking. You ever have you ever sleptwalked? I have not. Both of my brothers have. And my brother, so my brother Brian, when he was young, he has terrible asthma. When he was young, he had whooping cough at one point, and like he like what is whooping cough? I don't know. I don't know the exact scientific thing, but like it could kill you if you have like any sort of like respiratory issues. And like I just have like traumatic memories of him like bursting into our bedroom doors because he can't breathe so one night a few years ago he burst into my bedroom door in the middle of the night and i'm like oh my god brian can't breathe brian's dying he was just sleepwalking because he was drunk and had coffee i was like no way. you need to go to bed <laughs> i was working at a camp uh camp woodward in uh i don't know late 90s something like that you're probably uh, not even born could be an uh so <laughs> yeah the uh there was a guy that we, we, we had bunks off to the side and there was one night a week where like we didn't have to work so mm-hmm. we went out to like state college pennsylvania and uh, the college town and came back he started sleepwalking and he was peeing in the corner of the room my brother my other brother my other brother joe his freshman year it's like of college. his like, own clothing no He's, literally like, just like ready his freshman year of college his first experience living outside of home he had a roommate who he didn't choose who sleptwalked and he came in and he peed I'm pretty sure all over his own computer or it might have been the other roommate's computer <laughs> oh, no, just pissed all over it. Like, that's what he would do. He would come in and pee all over everybody's shit. Just don't drink. Like, honestly, yeah. if that was how I was. Uh, and it could be mistaken, but I think he went by the nickname The Dunk Master. So it all checks out. I would just never drink again. <laughs> uh, seriously. Terrible. So, uh, guys, we uh, as you know, if you are a usual listener, viewer to the show, if this is your first time watching us because of Bobby V and now we're talking about peeing on computers, <laughs> that's I, I feel bad for you. But uh, this honestly, sh- it's one of the tamer subjects I feel we've this had show this season. Is about honestly, last night Julie's like my face when I know I have to talk about the Mets for an hour, and it's like, do we really talk about the Mets <laughs> I, for I an hour? I literally want to do like an asterisk, even though we never talk about the Mets yeah. for an hour. Like, yeah, because that almost never happens. But uh, so we give away stuff each week. Uh, I, I wish I could hit my little button here that says, you know, share the show and all that because I we I just have to do your best Howie impression. My computer is frozen. I don't know. What, all right, I'm gonna close this. It's it's frustrating me now. <laughs> So uh, we give away stuff each week, thanks to uh, you loyal listeners. And uh, on Facebook, the way it works is you hit the share button, and it posts to your wall. That's how you're in the running. If you're watching on Twitter, you hit the retweet button, and it retweets. And that's how we keep track of who does it and uh, who wants to be involved. So last week, we were giving away the challenge coins, like the Hall of Fame coins yes. that the Mets gave away. So those winners on Twitter, it is Andy Kanzer, at Andy Kanzer. And on Facebook, Jen Lucella. So we will hit you guys up and get your addresses so we can mail that stuff out to you. Uh, if you haven't seen yet, what we are giving away today. Apparently very valuable. Yeah, I looked this up on eBay before. I was telling you before we went live. The Pete Alonzo Marvel um, comic, comic books. books, which are in mint condition. I'm trying my best to make sure the edges stay nice and crisp. <laughs> I know they are more valuable that way. Mm-hmm. So uh, we have two copies of the Polar Bear Pete Alonzo uh, comic book made by Marvel. And we also have two of the uh, coinciding uh, bobbleheads. So uh, these are uh, going to be given away 
this week for next week. So the way we're working it is we have two of each. So the winners will get to choose. Do you want the bobble or do you want the comic book? Ooh. So next week's winners will get to choose what they want because we have two bobbles. We have two comics. Maybe both will want bobbles. Maybe both want comics. Uh, that's Perfect. the way we're going to work it. Unfortunately, we were going to pr- show these off last week to kind of hype the game up, but we got it too late after mm-hmm. Monday's show. So thank you to the Mets for sending these out. We appreciate it. If you guys are interested, share the show right now. That's how you could be in the running. I know you can't really see it right now. It's just in this box, but look it up online. And honestly, like I know a lot of people that are probably going to share this. will probably also then just try to flip it and make some money. So more power Don't to be you. that guy. Oh, whatever. If you want to, if you want to, that's, that's your prerogative. Do whatever you want. <laughs> so, uh, Jose Reyes was at the game on Saturday night. I saw that. You got a warm ovation from the crowd. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I saw someone tweet this and maybe it was last night. They said, you know, the difference between the Internet and like fans in real life are so so different. I'm not yeah. saying that anyone's opinions are wrong or mm-hmm. right or whatever. But, you know, you'll see an opinion online where Ray's was at the game. And people will be like, well, you know, everyone knows I'm not downplaying it. Everyone right. knows his his history, domestic violence issues and, mm-hmm. and everything and so on and so forth. And then the other side as well. I'm so excited to see him. So yeah. at the game, he gets a standing ovation on the Internet. You know, people are maybe more free with their their thoughts. I think it's 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 difficult in that. Like, I know my opinion and my love for Jose Reyes had definitely had been dampened or dampered, whatever the right. word is, after that news. It's hard because the Jose Reyes we all loved so much we knew before that happened. It's different when it happens as you're actively rooting for a person. Of course, it's, this does not negate or downplay anything it did, and I'm not saying that, but I think that's why people have a harder time, you know, separating. Because Maybe some people don't even know at this yeah, point. I, I don't know. I feel like I feel like once he came back to the Mets, it's what a lot of people talked about and what a lot yeah. of people remembered, and so... I mean, like at the game, like the people at the game that's, on Saturday that's a night, good like question. Jose is here, like, right. Cool, you know? Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people just one, when you see the whole stadium clapping, everybody claps. There are probably casual fans there who don't even know who Jose Reyes is. They're just there because they got free tickets. Who knows? I was like, see, I, you probably don't know who they yeah. are. Coed and Cambria is a rock band from upstate New York. I, they're, their drummer's a big Mets fan. You, okay. you may see him on Twitter. I, I do. I have heard that name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's it's like W E R R D. Like weird science is, yes. is his Twitter handle, but he's a big Mets fan. He has like a NY like the oh, NY cool. logo tattoo on his neck, like right here. It's pretty bold and big. But they were at the game also, and so I was like more psyched to see yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, did they get on the big screen too? They did. Oh, cool. They did. I actually put it on my Instagram story yesterday, like because I was like, which I don't normally do. Like I put like <laughs> Coheed was at you the game. You fangirl a little. I did. I did. Ooh. I sent it to my like my BMX friends. Like look who was at the game. Speaking of which, we're talking about ovation. I and I don't know when this will happen, but whenever David Wright comes back to City Field for the first time, that's when it's going to be crazy. And that's what I think. Are you going to make a sign? Of course. I I probably (laughs) will have no knowledge. He's probably not going to tell a soul that he's going to be there because he doesn't want to be bothered. But I have to think if the Mets make it to the playoffs, he needs to be throwing out a first pitch somewhere. Well, at some do you point. think that we're, we're we're not paying attention right now? But do you think that there's anyone that picked up on like the tweet? Oh, 100 percent. This has already like, been Bobby V. We think we're gonna break pitch. this when we repost the show and like get clicks because people will want to see it and people will already know by yeah. the time that we do that. Well, so. hopefully they give us credit. Yeah. <laughs> Heard first on Orange and Blue thing. And if you wanted to know, he is a casual fan of peanut butter cups. Yeah, so. pa- peanut butter cups likes uh, peanut butter and jelly better, and invented the wrap. Yeah, I gotta tell Amelia when I get home. <laughs> so. Uh, uh, people are asking about LA. LA is crazy. It's I'm going to LA Friday morning. Yeah, for this weekend. Good and luck, honestly, man, man like <laughs> please just win that Saturday game. Like, you know, it's not that I'm not looking forward to going. Like Kelly and I are going. We're, we have yeah. dinner plans for Friday night. I'm seeing some family on Saturday morning, but I'm dreading the 
the honestly, which is weird because I'm usually like looking forward to the game so much. Yeah. It's like I'm kind of dreading it because yeah. of the way that it's been going, the way the Mets have been playing the Dodgers, the way that LA fans in general are pretty rough. Yep. And um, you know, I'm hoping everything goes smoothly. You know, fingers crossed. That's all I could do at this right. point. And it can't control 1,300 people. Right. But uh, we'll, we're going to try to have as much fun as we can. And uh, people were asking in the comments about the post game party, which is crazy that it's gone a week now and I still don't have it locked up. Nothing has gone smoothly for LA. No, at all. I think it's like about on par with like the, the, the part, baseball play in it. The like, smoothest part was securing the discounted hotel. Even that took a little longer. Yeah. But we figured that out and it's cool. People got discounted hotel rates, like 300 rooms or 200 rooms, whatever it is, secured at this at this hotel, the Sheridan downtown. But finding the spot for the postgame party mm -hmm. is almost as hard as finding the pregame. Yeah. So I'm hoping that by, it's, what is it, almost noon? I'll, I hope to figure it out today. But uh, sit tight. I reached out to that place, Angel City Brewing, which looks great. I haven't heard back from them yet. I like stalked their Twitter. Oh my gosh. I sent them, I went on their website, filled out the contact form. I was yeah. like, we don't really need anything from you. Yeah. It's more so like, a heads we're up, coming. we're coming. We're yeah. coming, be ready. Yeah. That's all. We, they can't tell us, don't come. Right. But like, we're Just picking so you your know. spot. Yeah. Make sure you have enough staff right. and, you know, whatever. But they didn't even get back to me. Who doesn't want to make money? And that's what I'm saying. Why won't people take your money? If I owned a brewery yeah. and someone's like, hey, we're going to bring 1,300 people. Well, well to be but honest, still. after the game, maybe 300, maybe 400. Right. But still, yeah. that's a lot a of lot people. A lot of people. Add that shit up. Like, what if everyone spends $12? Yeah. It's a lot of money. Yeah. Dude, dude or girl. Uh, dude, I feel like dude is gender neutral. Yeah, it's dude. dude. So, be a dude. Whatever. Crazy. Hopefully they get back to me today. So, uh, <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, we do have some, I, I can't get it to, to today, but, uh, I do have plans for an off season party. I was talking Ooh, to Kelly about it. We, we, that's fine. We talked about a gala years ago and you were like, you were, I was it. not about you, a gala. I just wanted, to, no, they wanted a prom. No, I wanted it to be like, we'll get to it quickly, but what I want it to be is more just like, let's have like a wedding style party. Do I have to dress up? If you want to, I don't want to. That, that was why I wasn't like, I don't want to like. Get in like a I think formal dress no, no, no. to I see the to people be, I'm a degenerate with. No, like, I want it to be more of like a holiday party that the members that are are part of our package at City Field okay. get first crack at it. And if anyone wants to like join for next year or whatever, it's more like a so member, like a holiday party, a holiday like around party. Christmas we'll like time. Rent the venue. Okay. And have fun. Maybe That's we'll fun. do like a uh, Toys for Tots. I would do like an something. ugly sweater party, like an ugly what, Christmas yeah, cool. sweater. That's fine. Whatever. You make plenty of those, so it's fine. Oh, yeah. Good idea. We can sell some more. Good thinking. So before we let you go we also have to give a special shout out to project repat um great friends of the show do awesome stuff they take your old t-shirts or your old garments your old polo shirts whatever you want to use cut it into squares and turn it into a t-shirt quilt they have over 500,000 happy customers they are made in north carolina and texas and all you have to do is go to their website projectrepat.com select the size you want and they put it into the pattern sew it and send it back to you but if you want one for free Go to Instagram. If you don't have an Instagram account, you may as well sign up just for this. Go to Instagram and uh, go to Project Repat USA. All you have to do is follow their accounts. And if you want to be in the running, make sure your photo is something Mets related, something orange or blue, maybe something at a game. And they pick one fan per month and they give you one of these for free. Really awesome idea. You can go to their Instagram and scroll through. So many happy customers. They look awesome. Maybe if you're a Mets fan and you're watching this and you want to take your old event shirts, you want to maybe alternate orange and blue, or maybe you want to do something with just player names in the back, whatever you want to do. Uh, they can definitely make it happen. So project repat USA on IG, follow their account. If you don't happen to win and you want to just purchase one, go to projectrepat.com and get involved. And uh, they're great. We love them. And uh, you should too. So um, 
there's something else I wanted. To, oh, 9-11. So 9-11, yes. we talked to Bobby V about it. We are going to be at the ballpark on 9-11 with the, with the group. Awesome. We have our membership tickets for the first 600 some on tickets and uh, seats. And the back portion of the section goes up mm-hmm. on game by game basis. So we do have a couple tickets left for the game on the 28th, the Jerry Kuzman retirement day, which mm-hmm. is in a couple of weeks from now. We added a game on the the 2nd of September. Mm-hmm. I should have written all this down. It's a Thursday, right? It's a Thursday game. And uh, next up after that is 9-11. So I understand that fans aren't really banging down the doors right now to buy tickets. We yeah. know that Saturday, Friday and Saturday were, were uh, last night was a little light, but Friday and Saturday were uh, big big crowds at City Field, mm-hmm. mainly because the Dodgers were in town, I think. Right. Uh, a lot of Dodgers fans were out there. But 9-11, it's going to be a special night. Definitely something that's uh, you know an important part of uh, the team's history. And mm-hmm. you know obviously it's a somber day, but one to also... Uh, keep in keep fresh in our minds and remember and remember be, sure. be, be positive for those that we lost and the keep the memory of them alive but if you want to go to the game we do have the tickets available and they will go up this thursday at 10 a.m on mets.com slash the seven line army they are 129 dollars each which i know is steep but yeah, uh we don't set the sense. prices which actually 129 after i went to the game a couple weeks ago yeah. that's actually not that bad i was gonna say especially because the night that it's gonna be you're gonna right. it's more than just a baseball game they basically see the subway series as a marquee game right. equivalent to opening day so $129 a pop. It comes with the seven line army jersey. If you've already been to a game without this us this year, I know you already have that, but that's just the way it works. The uh the jerseys are the same for each uh home game. Maybe if you don't want to keep it, you could give it to a friend. Sell it on eBay. Uh, sell it on eBay, <laughs> make some money back, and uh, you know, we'll have a fun time out there at City Field. So uh we have some big plans for the pregame party of that day, which Ooh. I can't let you guys know. I'll tell you seriously, I'll tell you like in a okay, second. Okay, okay. I always say I'm gonna tell you, then like I forget. But we have some big plans for the pregame party um i think chef Cass is coming back out of retirement he's going to be cooking awesome. we also have another guy uh, not that he wants to outshine Cass, but he has right. a barbecue a company and he said hey can i come down with myself i'm like cool. we're not gonna say no so yeah. we're gonna have the grills going we have some um some music playing i'll have the truck there i'm sure elvis will be doing his thing mm-hmm. but we have something bigger not bigger but better not better or bigger, but something else to add to the day that I think fans are going to be like really fired up on. All right. And uh, you're going to want to definitely get to that tailgate party. So um, I'll tell you, seriously, I'll tell you. All right. Like, all right. Like Let's get off here so I can hear <laughs> when I When I tell you. So thank you guys for uh, doing your thing. Share the show to be in the running for the uh, Pete Alonzo bobblehead and the Pete Alonzo comic book. Thanks again to Bobby V for coming on. Shout out to Coors Light. Shout out to Dugout Mugs. Shout out to Project Repat. Uh, if you're going to LA this weekend, Hopefully we see some victories. Don't be a knucklehead. You know, we're the, the Dodgers fans are pretty rough, but you know, if like we said, when we were in Philly, if mm-hmm. someone comes up and says, Mets suck, be like, I we know. know, we know, we're aware. We know. Just leave it. Just leave have it. fun. Thank God it's a one o'clock game. Yeah. So uh, guys do your thing. See you out in LA and um, that's it. Put it in the books. I don't have a, a soundboard. <laughs> well, you're not going to remix yourself. Put it in the books. Put it, put it, put it, put it, put it in the books. That was impressive. Oh, thank you. All right, guys. (laughs) See you next Monday. Bye.